Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later, I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. All right, folks, Sunday Night Football on deck. The Cowboys are finding ways of imploding, and we've got DFS to talk about on DraftKings. I mean, it's, this is one of the uglier games that you're going to come across, but, you know, we got to do something. <laughs> like uh, the, 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 We don't get to pick and choose the slate, so, I mean, without much further ado, let, let's, let's just talk about it. I, we've got... The Steelers traveling to L. I mean, Vegas to play the Raiders. I don't really love this game. I, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I don't love this game, but it's one of those uh, situations where we got to live with this. And to that extent, we got to try to make it work because if not, I mean, you you could just. There ain't much else on on TV. We got we're, we're still in the middle of a writer strike too, folks. So I mean, uh, what, what are you gonna do? There's a half million up top on DraftKings. Uh, let's just try to figure it out. So from my standpoint, the 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 question is, what do we see out of the Steelers? Like they they came back uh, essentially uh, to beat the uh, the Browns. Well, actually, it's not even a comeback. It was more of the fact that. Uh, Deshaun Watson gave away a touchdown to start the game and the Steelers offense was so awful that it felt like the Steelers were down the entire game even though they were ahead. It it was one of the more bizarre games you'll ever see mainly because of the fact that again, the Steelers defense carried the entire game for an offense that was utterly anemic. So, with that being said... What do we actually have to look at in terms of uh, these two squads? I think it comes down to simply what like what player can we see breaking out? And I can see Josh Jacobs breaking out. I can see Devontae Adams breaking out. I can see Jimmy G having a good game. I don't really see that many guys from the Steelers getting there outside of Jalen Warren or George Pickens. The issue is... We could probably get there with uh, Devontae Adams more often than not. The issue becomes, realistically, you not, you might not be able to be different enough with Devontae Adams. Because this game, again, is so miserable. I'm having a tough time rationalizing... You know, what's a really competitive uh, script on both sides? To me, this is a game where you can easily see uh, Kenny Pickett chucking the ball constantly. And as bad as the Raiders' de- uh, defense is, Kenny Pickett could end up being more of an optimal play. The question is. With uh, Kenny Pickett, 
can he find the receivers without turning the ball over? I'm not entirely sold on that. So, again, it leans back towards the case of, do we just play Devontae Adams in the captain? Because Devontae Adams at 11-6 in showdown is not a crazy play, a price play on DraftKings. And Josh Jacobs is 10800 Like, Ford ran all over the Steelers. The Steelers got some defensive touchdowns. I think the Steelers are still going to be exhausted. Like, this is the problem. I look at this and and I'm saying to myself, Jimmy G can be allowed to, like, uh, throw the ball around. But at the same time, I can also see the scenario of uh, Jimmy G not necessarily being allowed to screw the game up for uh, the Raiders the way uh, Deshaun Watson did for the Browns and that they just ride Josh Jacobs. And yes, Devontae Adams catches some passes, but this probably becomes more of a Devontae Adams game than any anyone else. Uh, and we, we kind of go from there. So from that standpoint, I almost feel as though you could probably play, you know, you could probably play like a Kenny Pickett or an Allen Robinson, but, you know, I, I think you, you still have to acknowledge the fact that the Steelers' offense just doesn't do a whole lot. So I think you still have to play Pickens. I still think you, you can look at Jalen Warren, but it's not... It's not a guarantee Jalen Warren's going to get the full run. You could still get Najee Harris like uh, interfering in this uh, as well. So I'm not I'm not exactly sold on the matchup, but I think the best thing I could say for this game is the fact that you know if you make your choice between where you want to take your stand on between the captain of uh, Adams uh, between Adams or uh, Jacobs you could probably play the Steelers and take your chances with uh, Kenny Pickett or Jalen Warren or George Pickens I don't necessarily like the idea of uh I don't necessarily like the idea of continually to trying uh, trying to force feed and make uh, some of these other plays work because I don't think that's necessarily uh, a productive use of uh, time in terms of uh, uh, some somebody's uh, roster decision. So for that for that sake, I, I think the biggest thing we could probably do here is kind of set a rule. At least one of uh, Devontae Adams or Josh Jacobs in all lineups. And then start building roster construction around if I want Jimmy G or not. I don't know if that's necessarily the best way of doing it. But that's probably how I'm going to be setting up uh, in general. Because of the fact that I think you can still have a scenario where... um, you can still have a scenario where this uh, this game can be dicey, and you get Jimmy G 
having a productive game, but also still turning the ball over maybe once to steal his defense to pay it off. It's possible that he has like a fumble or something. You, you still get a defensive touchdown from the Steelers, but you could still get a decent offensive night from Jimmy G. So that's where I'm kind of looking at this and saying, you know, if you still keep Devontae Adams and Jacobs in the mix, you could still play the Steelers defense, hope for some type of defensive touchdown play because Jimmy G is good for making a bad turnover and maybe go from there. But it's, it's kind of tough from a DFS standpoint um, because with these two teams being as anemic as they are, uh, the slate can go a couple different directions. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I'm going to bring my dad on because he's trying to call me right now and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk some more and, and get, get going. All right. Talk to you soon. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right, Kelly. I know you're calling me about the Cowboys' brilliant performance today with an Arizona team that's trying to tank, but the Cowboys were so lethargic on both sides of the ball. It wasn't just Dak and the offense. It was the defense because the, de- the defense... They were jumping off sides. They were biting on fakes. They couldn't even do basic stuff to get themselves back in that game, even though it was a one-score game. Like, that was the comical part about all this. Like, literally, it was set up for Dallas to come back in the game, and yet still, with all the dysfunction Dallas had in in this second half, they couldn't mount a comeback over a team that wants to give up points. And and not for nothing, it's not as though Arizona ran these imaginative plays. Like, Dallas just kept blowing coverages left, right, and center, which, again, I, I know Trayvon Diggs is hurt, but there's no way you could say Trayvon Diggs being hurt is the reason why none of you could actually guard anyone and, and, and keep missing assignments. Like, you are still professional athletes. They, they had a few plays uh, on his replacement, but... To me, it was across the board. Um, they were either committing penalties or they were jumping offside. I mean, they, they just looked. They just looked like, uh, like I say, I, I keep calling them bullies. It, it, like when they jump on top of you, if you don't answer them, they they they, they, they beat you up all night. Yeah. But when they in a game, it looks like. They don't know what to do when somebody punches them back. Exactly. You know? So, yeah. exactly. So, like we had, we had, we had the Cowboys implode. Uh, Carolina gave it a go against uh, Seattle. That was actually a somewhat competitive game, but yeah. Se- Seattle fi- figured it out and, 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 and kind of put uh, put it to bed. And then you had the debacle in Kansas City, where the Bears coaching staff. I, I am now convinced at this point have given up trying to make this offense even remotely workable for Justin Fields because you can't tell me looking at that game 
that the because like they call one or two design run plays, but you try to tell me where the screen passes were in that offense to at least try to facilitate some offense against the Chiefs. That was that was such a like a dead offense right on right at the jump of the game. The game was over after the first uh, twelve minutes. After the first quarter, you looked at that and you're saying to yourself, "That's the best the Bears could come up with." Well, but, but they, they didn't even show up defensively. I mean, well, they, yeah. they never show up defensively. They, the Bears haven't been good defensively in basically since Khalil Mack got traded. That was about the last. That was about the last time the Bears looked somewhat decent defensively. The year Khalil Mack got traded, they at least still tried to play some defense just to show that like they didn't really need him, and then it completely fell off uh, the map afterwards. And it's been a full three years now. Yeah, so it, it, that, that I, 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 you know, to me, that Kansas City Bears game and the Dolphins Denver game, it's not really football. <laughs> well, uh, well, I, I, I'm t- I, well. Uh, well, we we actually have to get started here because now we're getting into a situation with the Bears where technically we know how. And I said this earlier today when we talked for the show. I said this earlier. We are in a position with the Bears that they're going to keep this Eberflus in uh, in as head coach just to make sure he loses enough games to get them a top draft pick. And then they could probably trade Justin Fields instead of having to pay him. You might, you might be right. You might be right because we're we're get, we're getting into that phase where are you going to get another coach in to try to fix Justin, uh, like get Justin Fields a workable offense and pay Justin Fields? This is the Bears we're talking about. Like I think they're going to trade Justin Fields and. Basically, they're going to let this season be a complete tank. Uh, like, even though this was supposed to be a year where there's supposed to be some optimism, I think like reality has already set in. This team's going nowhere. The defense is still a hot mess. They can't stop a cold. They 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 can't. They, I mean, they can't even stop a running nose, let alone the common cold. Uh, you know, it, that team is a complete mess, and you can't blame it all on Fields. But Fields has some accountability too. But if your play calling doesn't even feature basic routes of who the hot read is, like every one of those pass plays, I'm looking at this, I'm saying every single one of these guys are guarded. And I know DJ Moore can get himself open. So I, it's not as though DJ Moore forgot how to get open. The route design is probably hot garbage. I, I, you know, this this team, this team. I'm, I'm, I'm really because I, I think when you when you saying that they 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 um the trade Justin Fields, that's if they don't wreck him before the season finished. Oh well, well he already left the game with a concussion, folks. For those who weren't watching, he ain't a shot in a game that were they were already trailing by forty one points. Because they wanted to get a touchdown to make him feel better, they made him feel better by eating eating a shot, having to get checked on the sidelines. They still brought him back out to play the game. You you you, you cannot be serious. You cannot be serious. He literally, 
I wanted someone to explain to me how Justin Fields did not have a concussion that he was actually clear to go back in that game. Down four, uh, like, uh, or 38 points or whatever whatever the final score was, uh, the, the tally was, before they got the, the touchdown with three minutes left to go. Like, someone's going to have to explain that one to me. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, 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 that was a non-competitive game. Uh, I mean, you could see it. I mean, Seattle was just doing stuff whenever they wanted. You know, it it was it was it wasn't even close. Yeah, but any anywho, Callie, we got we got to jump into Sunday night football, uh, Steelers uh, Raiders. But one last one last thing before we jump into it, uh, a, a moment of silence for the 2023 New York Yankees season. Uh, obviously, my bet of the Yankees missing the playoffs at plus 425 hit. But we have a we have to have a moment of silence for this Yankees team this year that had such uh, high hopes for like like you know how could it how could it have gone so wrong, Kelly? Uh, I don't know why. How come you have in the moment of silence? No, I had it at the beginning of the season because <laughs> I don't know who people can see this coming. The, well, I, Kelly, I really Kelly, know. Kelly the, you know we we talk about this all the time. There are so many folks who get hung up on the fact that. Well, they were in the playoffs last year, so they have to be good. People get hung up on that nonsense all the time. They don't see how teams got into the playoffs. They don't look at how teams got in. They just notice, hey, that team made the playoffs. Like, so because because let's let's look at today. We got the Vikings going zero and three. We got the uh, we got the Jags losing another game. If you look at that Jags team last year, and yes, they have talent on offense, but you got to remember, they were still playing in that AFC South where there was it was completely up for grabs. Tennessee, if Tannehill doesn't get hurt, probably wins that division anyway. But they got but Tannehill did get hurt, and they you know Josh Dobbs only had two weeks to prepare to try to play in the biggest game of Tennessee's season against the Jags, and the Jags also had the benefit of playing Zach Wilson down the stretch. And if you and, and for those who forgot the the playoff game that the Jags won was against Brandon Staley, up twenty six points. So what are you saying? Uh, that Brandon Staley's not a good coach? <laughs> like people forget the context because because like they forget they forget that the Jags struggled throughout most of last year. They forget that the Vikings were lucky to win half the games that they did last year. Well, this is this is what I don't understand with people. You know, everybody talking about uh, the, the Vikings is 0-3. The Vikings won a lot of games last year by, by one point and the last thing. And a lot of those games, they got the lucky bombs. They, they got a lot of lucky bombs. The, the Giants should have beat them in the regular season. Josh Allen hand wrapped and gift wrapped an entire game to them, like like there were some ridiculous games that the Vikings won. That Buffalo game, I mean, you know that I keep saying that catch that Jefferson made in that Buffalo game, where everybody talk about it. If that defender doesn't try to, if he just knocks the ball down, I, 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 I. It, 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 like it, all he has to do is knock the ball down. All he has to yeah. do, 
<laughs> All he has to do is literally bat the ball. <laughs> yeah. So when people talking about the 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 the, the, the Vikings. Yeah, you got lucky last year. Guess what happens when that ball doesn't bounce that way? You're not winning those games. And you know what? They're 0-3. And they're going to say, you see that play today with Cousins? Last year, that ball would have bounced right back up. Oh, yeah, and it would have gotten caught. would have caught it, and the Vikings would have won the game. That's what happened last year. Yeah. But you can't depend on these things. That's a bad throw. You see, so th- this is this this is my problem. When everybody say, "Oh, the Vikings, oh, they're really good because they they won all these games, they won all those last second games, and they 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 won all the one point games." Th- that's a flip of the coin. You want to base your season on that? Yeah, sure. You know? Why not? Because <laughs> this is what happened. You know, because. You can't even win a game that Brandon Staley tried to give you by going for it. <laughs> I, sw- I swear, I swear, if we actually had more time, we got to talk about Brandon Staley going for on that fourth down, but we don't. All right, all right. So, so let so let's just talk about Sunday Night Football here. We, we we've got a total. Uh, we got a total of forty four for the Raiders and Steelers. I I mean. The Raiders are still favored by three, being the home team. Callie, tell like I'm afraid to say this, but I, I think it has to be said. It is the scariest words imaginable. I think we have to put more confidence in Jimmy G because I have no confidence in the Steelers. So if I were to put money on this game, which honestly, this is one of those games you do not bet. <laughs> But if you were if you were to bet money on this game, I think you actually have to put the money on Jimmy G. Oh, this is a game my money stayed in my pocket. <laughs> this is a game I watch. <laughs> <laughs> I would even bet money I find on this game. <laughs> because the, the the truth of the matter is, I don't even feel comfortable betting the under on this game because there's a there's a scenario where. The Steelers' defense, after doing all the work that they did on Monday against the Browns, are tired at this point. Like, there's a real chance that Josh Jacobs just runs all over the Steelers' defense. Like, that, that's an actual possibility. I don't I don't necessarily think it happens, but it wouldn't shock me with the the amount of effort the Steelers had to put into that game uh, on Monday night that they, they, they were still pretty much flat cut, trying to come into this game tonight. I, I I have no idea how to, to because the Steelers that offense is so pathetic that you know and and it's a bad Raiders defense. This is a bad Raiders defense, and yet still I'm still struggling to figure out where like because the Steelers have shown such little. Energy or co- cohesion in terms of their play calling, that they're they're saying that Najee Harris is essentially getting not benched, but he's going to get replaced by Jalen Warren. So it, maybe they're going to throw some passes, like screen passes, out of the backfield, to try to do something to get that offense going. Because right now, Kenny Pickett 
I mean, he's tr- he's he's struggling without Deontay Johnson. Uh, first of all, Deontay Johnson's still out, so you really only have one real legit down the field threat in George Pickens. The Steelers don't have tremendous speed. They have more possession receivers because I look at Pickens more as a possession receiver, but he does have some speed to him. The issue with the Steelers right now is without Deontay Johnson, they don't really have a burner. And without a burner, I, you know, I, where are you really? Like, and I know the Raiders stink in the secondary, but it, it's one of those things where it's like, I think Kenny Pickett's going to have to put together a, a 10 to 12 play drive on offense, and I'm not sure if he can do that. Like that—that's the part. That's the, that's the scary part. If you're a Steelers fan, is that he actually has to put together a uh, a coherent drive where you're hitting double uh, double digit plays because I don't think they're getting the chunk yardage that the Raiders can get. I know the Raiders can at least get chunk yardage out of Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. If they if 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 they can at least just get the ball in their playmakers' hands, the issue with the Steelers is I don't know how the Steelers are going to uh, uh, realistically drive the ball on offense. I have no idea either. Because to no, me, cause... relying on the Steelers' defense to cause the havoc that they did on uh, on Monday night is almost like I think that's an impossible ask that you can make of a defense. Twice in I, twice in less than one week. I think if Chubb doesn't get injured, I, I don't think they win that game. Yeah, yeah, there's a very real possibility that doesn't happen. I, I, I don't think they win that game. I'm telling you. So you know because I I I think it had a, a, a an effect on the running game, but I also think it had an effect on the team itself that the big guy got injured. So, it's, 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 I mean, it ain't like the Steelers did this, this great job, you know, on offense, you know, so, it's, it's, I, 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 I don't see it, we'll, we'll see, and let me tell you something, if I see Taylor Swift one more time, <laughs> watching Chiefs game, if I had to see Taylor Swift one more time, I'm sick of this shit. Hey, oh hey, don't let the Swifties hear you say that, Kelly. Oh, my God. I, I, the I, Swifties I, are coming after you, Kelly. Yeah, I admire what she does. She makes a lot, of, you know, you know, and she's talented and stuff. And she's great, you know. I, 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 don't, I don't, say, don't you say those bad words. The Swifties are coming after both of us. Oh, my God. I, you know, I... I can't deal with it. I, I, Kelly, you better get used to it because if this relationship actually lasts past November, it's gonna be hell come playoff time. Oh my God, it's crazy. I, you know, I, this was week three. Imagine the late season games if she is still dating Travis Kelsey. Oh my God, it, you know, I mean, I, I. I, I hate these things when, when these shits happen. <laughs> you know, like like when Tony Romo was was dating I forget the girl name. I, you know. Well, 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 well you're you're forgetting that the great romance between uh, Tony Romo and Carrie Underwood. 
but it wasn't Carrie Underwood. It was um, oh my god. Well, this girl, she got fat. Uh, uh, <laughs> Kelly, you can't say that. <laughs> I, I think she, she was. Uh, yeah, I think she was in the Dukes of Hazard or something. Yeah, uh, yes, you're talking about Jessica Simpson, but you can't say that. Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson. Because the last time I saw her, she took up the TV screen. Oh, you know? God. <laughs> so it's, it's, I. I, I Look, I I don't mind you having relationships, but I don't I don't know why we had to highlight them. On, you know, you know, and I want to see the I, I want to see the play on the field. I don't, I don't need to see. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta get you gotta get the pop culture references in, Kelly. Maybe shake it off, shake it off. Even the guy, even the guy in red zone. Like, <laughs> Scott Hanson. Scott Hanson did not want to cover that at all. <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. You know. You know, so like, you know. But I, I can see, I can see this. And you know, I heard Bad Scott talking about this during the week. Hey, she is the greatest threat to the the the, the Chiefs repeating. Of anyone. She's the greatest threat. The biggest oh distraction God. imaginable. Uh, the, the Chiefs do not know what they are in for. Oh, my God. Yeah. But having said that, you know, uh, that Chiefs team, I, I, no, no, I don't want to base it on today, you know, because they were playing the Bears. And the best is the bad news best. <laughs> yeah. No, here, here, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing you got to know with the Chiefs. The Chiefs have enough pieces back from the team last year that they can do the exact same thing that they did last year. They can they can coast through enough games, win enough games, don't do stupid stuff, because the first game of the year, yeah, they lost because they didn't have Kelsey, and Tony just had a ridiculously horrible day trying to catch the ball. And that's what cost them against the Lions. And they couldn't, and, and they couldn't stop anybody on... They couldn't stop on defense. Yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't get a big stop without Chris Jones. With, 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 those, with those two items squared away, the Chiefs can still milk enough games and not do dumb stuff. Now, with, with uh, the Bengals dealing with their issues with Burrow, even with the Bills winning... The Bills are having the exact same issues with Josh Allen where you 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 you're just counting on when he's gonna have the the brain fart. Yeah, they don't they don't they, they still don't look right to me. The, the, I, like I don't, you don't you don't trust the Bills because no, the Josh no. Allen brain fart is it's 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 not it's not even a case of man, I hope he, he has it together. It's more along the lines of you expect him to have the brain fart at this point. That's the problem with the Bills where you don't actually trust him in a big game, and I think the coaching staff is having the exact same problems with Josh Allen, that they don't actually trust him w- when the lights are on. Like, and that that's a problem. Yeah, I, I'm anxious to see this game tomorrow. I want to see what the Bengals are going to look like. You know, because... Uh, I gotta see how the Bengals 
uh, uh, voting and, and how Borough is doing. Because Do, we still we still don't know if Burrow's gonna play or not. That that's the question. We yeah. still we still don't know if Burrow's gonna play or not. But you know, I said if 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 I'm the if I'm the the, the Bengals with that line, the way how it looks like that foot is going, I would sit him. But this is me, the Bengals. I mean. This is the team that the quarterback said, "I'm not playing for you guys anymore. I don't care where I go." <laughs> that's still that's still that's still one of the all time. Like, oh, oh yeah, because he realized these people are gonna kill me. <laughs> I'm not playing for and, you. And, and you realize Carson Wentz is still not in the Bengals Ring of Honor as of yet. I mean Carson Palmer. I'm saying Carson like Palmer, you, yeah. you know why I said Carson Wentz because you know you know you know you know as much as the Jets love Zach Wilson, the name that people are going to keep throwing out to the Jets that they should sign is Carson Wentz. And I'm I'm just going to say this now, Carson Wentz might actually be the only person worse fit for New York than Zach Wilson is. That's the that's the hilarious part. Well. I don't understand how you could tell me. If Carson Wentz gets another job, I am going to nominate him for president because you have the luckiest guy in the world. Because that guy, I mean, he, Carson Wentz and Nick Foles has made so much money off of doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that guy, you can say Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, I mean, by default, but, um, you know, these uh, guys have made so much money. Yeah. So, 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 Kelly, we, we got we to gotta wrap up because uh, we're going to finish up uh, before the game kicks off. But yeah. I, know, I know you were ready on, I know you technically did say, you 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 kind of want this game to be a draw because you didn't want to pick a pick a side here. I'm you, are, telling you, I'm, I, I, I'm I, it's, it's tie. If you can bet on a tie, yeah. Uh, but I I know I know you're rooting you, a tie, but you you're you're still siding technically with the Raiders, even though this is basically this is basically a, a tie as far as you're concerned. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, look. The only reason I give the Raiders an edge is because of Devontae Adams. Okay, so you, you you give because of that weapon, and 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 I I don't think Pickett has anybody like that. So uh, yeah, I would give the Raiders that little edge. And it's early in the season, and Jimmy G likes to fool you into thinking that he's gonna be good. <laughs> Jimmy G, Jimmy G, don't sleep on him. <laughs> It's not God's time to mess it up yet, so he looks good early. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I don't know. So, maybe, you know, I give the Raiders a, a little edge, but uh, this this is the type of game that, you know, it should be illegal. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know, there, there's, there's certain teams that I think you should just say, hey, you guys don't bother to play. You're going to play Wednesday night or something <laughs> You know, uh, it's 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 terrible. It's terrible. You you shouldn't have to wait up to to, to, to watch this game. Yeah. So, so so you're saying that the Sunday night football audience 
has been cheated of, of, of a game to watch tonight. <laughs> oh, please. Come on. Give me a break here. All right, Kelly. I got to get at going, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk during the game. All right. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us. We're going to get this uploaded. And, uh, yeah, uh, we will uh, we we will be uh, moving on. So uh, that's all we got for tonight. Have a good one. T- take it easy. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.